Aloha, aloha. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Certification Course. You can find more information on that at holistichealthmastery.com. Today's show is featuring a very good friend of mine and someone I have tons of respect for and I have seen her just really blossom over the last, I would say, three to four years on the online world and also just as a person. Carly Morgan is a health coach. She is a nutritionist. She is a lifestyle design expert and she really is just a firecracker. I mean, she has done, she's doing so much in the world of holistic lifestyle design. I think that's the best phrase to sum up what her real focus is. It's to really help people design the optimum lifestyle based and centered in around love. Loving what you do, loving who you are, loving the person you're with, potentially loving the foods you eat. If it doesn't have to do with love, then it shouldn't have to do with you, I think is a good way to phrase up her message. I think she would probably resonate with that. And this was an incredible interview that just really went into the depths of how she got started on her journey and some of the health challenges she had, some of the confusion she's gone through trying to weed out all the different philosophies and information and dogma in the health world as so much of us do. And that is a consistent theme in some of the interviews that we have is the the overarching dogmatic views on nutrition and diet and how that can inhibit somebody's growth process and their ability to actually find out what truly authentically works for them at any given time in their life. And so Carly really speaks to that and does it very compassionately, articulately, and very intelligently. So I feel like everyone is going to get a lot out of this. We also talk about some of her beauty secrets. We talk about... Oh, there was a really good thing that we dived into around entrepreneurialism because she is a entrepreneur and she's really had a lot of experience, a lot of ups and downs and just a lot of insight on this area for people out there that want to develop some kind of brand. They want to turn their gift or their voice into uh, a vehicle, a financial vehicle where they're serving other people and they're being uh financially reciprocated for their services and so she speaks about that and some of the insights and tips that she gives people I think are very valuable and going to enrich anyone that's on that conscious entrepreneurial path. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Carly Morgan Gross. Enjoy. Carly is a holistic nutritionist, self-love coach, and the creator of the Sexy Self-Care Course. Carly guides young women out of emotional eating, binge eating, and general craziness around food so that they can feel embodied, confident, empowered, free, and at home in their own skin. Welcome to the show, Carly. 
Thank you so very much. It's such an honor to be here. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I definitely had wanted to bring you on for some time, and I'm glad that that time has finally come. Um, we've known each other for for some time now. Like I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like the last maybe five years or so. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we recorded those videos. The one of the first videos that I really ever did on YouTube was with you interviewing you at Deer Lake Lodge about three and a half years ago. Yeah, so about mm-hmm. yeah, so so about that time ago is when we first met. And yeah, mm-hmm. I remember filming those videos. That was super fun and uh yeah, just so much has happened in between that time. Oh my goodness, so much has happened. Like that was when I was really just starting my health journey and it's just been it's taken me so in in this beautiful cycle to where I am now, where I get to coach women through like exact kind of where where I was, which is that getting through the other side of being way too obsessed with healthy eating, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that. But um, yeah, it's such a beautiful thing to see, look back at where I started, which was really when I like right around when I met you. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So let's let's jump into the first thing, which is how you got started. Like, why did you get started? What you know? What was the catalyst for you? Um, mm-hmm. Everybody has a very unique story in that regard. So, what's your story? Absolutely. Uh, I got really interested in health because I grew up having digestive problems my whole life. Um, I was in college, my freshman year of college, and I was hopping from acupuncturist to nutritionist to like natural medicine doctor to Western medicine, like literally everything that you could ever like, like just trying to understand health. And, and I was just getting really more confused at that time. And so I saw, I was like, I need to take this into my own hands. And all of these people are telling me all of these different things. And I need to study for myself. I need to seek out the things that resonate with me personally and implement those things and heal my body and, and do it according to my own terms. So it really started when I awoke, awoke into the fact that food is medicine and that I have the power to create how my body exists, how I experience life, how I feel in my body, and really taking it into my own hands to study myself and put everything that I resonated with into practice. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, I definitely remember a lot of that. I remember our original conversations and just trying to piece a lot of this stuff together, you know, all the noise that was on the internet and still is on the internet. Um, you know, this person says this, this person says that, this this philosophy, this ideology, blah 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 blah. Like how do you decipher through it? How do you how do you cut through the noise and get to what's really real? And so I've seen you start that journey by asking those questions and then it's amazing to where it's led you. So um, your passion for helping others, especially young women, um, with certain issues that they, you know, that a lot of, you know, young people, I, I say young liberally, I mean, um, with no age mm-hmm. um, differential, but just typically speaking, in my observation, probably like between maybe 
even like 14 to 25, but even like in, in different cases of people in their 30s to, to a lesser extent of food, what we might call binge eating or, or orthorexic behavior, mm-hmm. food obsessions. Um, and that takes all different kinds of forms. But I'd love to hear from you. What's been your experience, your observation um, in the realm of, of uh, you know, helping other people with these quote-unquote food issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when it comes to, if we're talking about orthorexia, with, which for people listening that you probably know, but if you don't know, it's really um, getting too obsessed with food, to like healthy food for that matter, like going way too far to where you're not enjoying your life, you aren't happy in your life and in your body, and you take the obsession with healthy eating to the point where it's just hindering you from living your best life. Mm -hmm. So in terms of that, you know, there's so many things, right? Because a lot of times, food issues aren't just food issues. And so we can say orthorexia, we can say anorexia, we can say binge eating. It's not that it's like always something way, way deeper. A lot of times it stems. And most times it stems from body image and from how we feel in our bodies. And um, comparison to others, and so it's really when I when I work with women, it's really working at those levels, and and working at what makes you feel good in your body now. Like, how can you get more embodied now before you get quote unquote what you want, like skinnier or healthier or healed. Um, the things that you want, how can you apply those things to your life right now? Because in that, the food starts to work its way out. Because when you get more connected to your own body wisdom, you can start to hear and you can start to learn exactly what you need to feed yourself, exactly how you need to move your body and of course, like educating yourself in holistic nutrition and healing and all of that is like key and amazing. And I, you know, for anyone listening, I was in Ronnie's course and I think that it's incredible and really learning that stuff. The holistic health is so important. And then what we need to do is like take all of that information and not throw it away, but like just come back, come back to the, ourselves, come back to our bodies, or else it just gets to be uh, so overwhelming, so overwhelming of all of these things that we need to do. Um, and if we don't have like our own connection to ourselves, if we don't already feel embodied or connected to ourselves, then we're following a plan or we're following guidance that may work and it may not work, but we're, we don't have any, we don't have any direction Mm. or or ways to tweak it or, Mm -hmm. or what to do or how to use it. We're just blindly kind of going with it. And so it's my, like what I seek to do and what I love to do is to help women like really reconnect to their own internal wisdom so that they can study or they can learn everything about health, everything about nutrition or whatever they want to do, but like have it really come from such a true place. 
Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I thought about listening to you is this idea that most people that get into a diet or a new way of uh, uh, eating, a new eating pattern, the one fundamental issue or, or um, inefficiency, if you will, I, I just did an interview with uh, Robert Tennyson Stevenson and um, He's a he's a sacred body language coach, so I had to like mm. really observe my language. Like um, he would keep calling me every time I would I would use a um, a conflicting like a good or a bad type of word. Oh, and so, that's like, so now hard. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. So like I'm and now I'm even like aware of it. Like okay, wait, but but the point is that one of the things I see be a challenge for people. Um, in this, in the diet and nutrition arena, is that a lot of times people jump into these new lifestyles without a goal or an objective associated with it, right? So mm. a lot of times people are blindly following um, some kind of talking head, um, some some <laughs> some book or someone on YouTube. A lot of ca- in a lot of cases, and they're just like obsessively um, watching Mm. somebody's videos and taking it as the holy gospel for that moment because it's the only real like kind of direction that they have but Mm. they don't have an intrinsic personal goal associated with why they are changing their nutritional Mm. strategy in the first place so Mm -hmm. I find that to be a really important thing because I see people just going off the deep end and they're not anchored. They're not grounded. Mm. So they're floating around or they're, they're just getting, yes. they, they get so far into one thing where it, it, it becomes like their identity. So mm-hmm. I find like when you have, you have a direction, you have a goal associated, um, with why you're doing anything, then it actually mm-hmm. starts to magnetize the right things to you, the right food options, the right people to help mm-hmm. guide you to the next step and so on and so forth. Does that, does that uh, oh. resonate with you? Absolutely. Abs- like a hundred percent. And when we're talking about that too, it's like, for me, it's okay. When, when, like when I hear that, I think of goals for why I'm eating this way or a goal for why I'm doing a cleanse, etc. But for anyone listening, I like I want you in this moment to okay, slump your shoulders and feel purposeless. Like feel mm. like you have no purpose in life and you don't know what you're doing and what are you doing here? How do you feel first of all in your body and and what foods are you going to choose from that place? And what how are you going to treat your body from that place? And then Sit up tall, pump your shoulders back, open your heart, tuck your belly in and really like stand up tall, feel like you have a purpose, a mission. How are you going to treat yourself in that? In that, What are you going to feed yourself from that place? And so that's such a powerful thing for people to know is that it's so easy to follow somebody else's plan and, and, um, or either follow somebody else's strict plan, get crazy kind of orthorexic style around food, or be like totally like feeling out of control around food, eating all sorts of junk foods, etc. If you don't feel like you have a purpose in life. And, and for some people, your purpose might not be to like be a doctor, to heal the world, it might just be to enjoy life. Like it, it doesn't have to be a huge big mission or 
like a, a huge thing that you do for the planet or for the world it might be and that's beautiful but to find a sort of purpose just for your life in the moment or where you are right now can be such an amazing shift in the way you treat your body and, and choose foods mm, uh, absolutely and I find that the the body image aspect is really an important thing that we really haven't dived into too much um, on the show as of yet. So let's let's go into that for a little bit. Like, you know, how does that that self image somebody has of themselves? How do you see that affecting um, in a lot of times um, controlling their actual behaviors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what I see, and it's so common for people to say, like, oh, I, I love myself, or um, I feel good in myself if I'm doing this, and if I'm doing this, and if I'm doing this, and if I'm doing this. And so then I say, well, what if you don't do those things that day? Like, how do you feel then? And so we want to get to the place where, like, if the whole laundry list of things that you do to feel good, which of course you can have a lot of things. Like I do the same thing as you in the morning, wake up in the morning, quart of water, sea salt. So amazing. That makes me feel awesome. But it's like, what if I don't do that one day? Can I still be okay in my body and in myself without that? And so that was my journey personally of like, how do I get to that place where if I don't do all of these things that I suppose I have to do, or, you know, all of these things that I set up for myself, how am I going to feel then? And so being okay in, in yourself, in your body and feeling, mm, feeling like you don't need to be anything other than you are in the moment is like a relaxation, right? And when we're relaxed, we're calm, when our nervous system is running slowly then we are we can move more closely to our truth or choose things, choose where we hang out, choose the foods that we eat more closely related to our truth rather than if we're always striving to be or to look a different way, then that's like a low-level form of stress in the system that's mm. constant. And so that's, that's what I would say about that, to, for people to make the connection that like trying or striving to be or look like someone that you're not and someone that may, maybe you and potentially will never reach because a lot of the images that we see like on magazines, et cetera, are photoshopped and false. So like you're striving to be something that maybe you won't ever get. And that's like creating a low level stress in your system, which is like creating all sorts of actions and behaviors that you probably would not do if you felt comfortable in your body. I see. Yeah. Um, and that low level stress accumulates with people. And I feel like that stress is really what ends up breaking people down long term. And really cripples people's enthusiasm and the physical body. We know that that the actual stress chemicals um, affect the body. They have a catabolic effect, meaning they break down the actual tissue and structure of the body over time, um, and you know compromise the immune system and things like that. So I find that people 
that are constantly stressed out. They're constantly dissatisfied with themselves um, because they're playing a comparison game with someone else. And I've definitely been in that that role not in terms of like my body or anything like that but just like in my career like comparing myself mm-hmm. to someone else like one of my seniors uh role models in in what I do and then never really feeling totally good enough on um, even though comparatively to like 99% of the other people that are doing or trying to do what I do like it might be reverse right Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's sometimes you have to take a step back from the entire situation and reevaluate why am I even doing this in the first place? What are my, you know, what are my objectives like we touched on? And mm-hmm. is the, is my current behavior helping me get to where I want to be? Or is it just causing me to, um, you know, play another game with myself that I can't mm-hmm. really win? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I was talking to a client earlier today, and we were talking about being humble with, with ourselves. And this really came into play and helps helped me so much when I was really, really crazy about following different diets or different nutritional protocols. Like, do do I truly like let me truly get to the root of this is this truly a thousand percent real for me in this mm-hmm. moment this factor this and just getting humble to the fact that maybe not like maybe this isn't the path so I'll share like for example I thought that like uh, the way that I was eating was so 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 perfect and like I just needed to cleanse more and cleanse more and mm-hmm. cleanse more and cleanse more and cleanse more and cleanse more. And it was like always to a point where I couldn't get cleansed enough. But that, you know, what that did is like it made my body so sensitive to the fact that I couldn't have like sprouted almond milk. I couldn't like everything <laughs> mm-hmm. my body reacted to. And so that's where like I tell, I help women get like, and like this helped me a lot is just getting really humble because I thought that I knew everything, right? I thought that I knew like, wow, I have all this information. I just need to cleanse. I need to do this, 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 this. And the fact was it wasn't even true. So it's like questioning that in ourselves and getting humble to the fact that, oh, maybe there's another option for me right now. And maybe this worked for me in the past and maybe it works for other people and maybe it works for a week or a month, but maybe I need to change things up. So getting humble to that is really helpful. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Mike Tyson, the famous boxer, um, I've been, it's so funny, I've been um, watching a lot of interviews with him lately. And just real quick on that, what I find so fascinating about him is that uh, he was the, you know, considered to be possibly the world's greatest boxer, really. (laughs) And he went through a whole situation back in the 90s where he started doing drugs. He got influenced by the wrong people and basically destroyed his career. Mm-hmm. And um, so so coming out on the other side, he actually found peace and solace um, and transformed himself through a number of factors. One of them was actually adopting a vegan diet. Mm-hmm. And it totally changed his life around and, um, you know, just really living cleanly, eating cleanly, um, 
you know, working on being a better person and all this kind of thing. But in one of the interviews with Oprah recently I was watching, he said that either you'll humble yourself or life will humble you. And I just found that really, as simple as it sounds, I was like, wow, that's so true. It's so mm -hmm. true. If we allow our, our head to get so big and we think that we know everything that's good for us, we think we know what's best for other people, and we start to get play that game, life will start to give mm -hmm. us, it will start to give us, um, you know, indications that there is another way. And if we don't, if we don't, you know, act on that, or we don't take that message, it'll only come in stronger until, you know, we're literally flattened by the humility hammer. Mm -hmm. um, and that can look like a lot of different things. I've seen it happen with friends who were on the cleansing path, cleansing, cleansing, cleansing all the time, um, beyond the point where it was probably even necessary. And, they've had to deal with a lot of stress, like whether it's on YouTube, like people criticizing them or, or, you know, throwing, you know, throwing negativity their way or whatever the case is. I've, I've seen a lot of friends in our, in our, our community have to learn some hard lessons because they, although they're humble people, there's one aspect of their personality that was out of balance and that had to be evened out. And sometimes mm -hmm. life, uh, you know, it, it has to, it has to pressurize us. It has to like basically smack us upside the head sometimes <laughs> in order for us to get the message. So it's kind of like we could actually bypass that whole, that whole harsh, um, situation, that harsh, you know, wake up call by just, um, softening our approach, softening mm -hmm. our, our philosophy around, you know, in this case, around food and what it has to be and actually just allow our heart to guide us so we can be guided towards what really works for us instead of mm -hmm. what we think works best for us. But we might not be listening to our body all the time. I've definitely been through that and I've learned a lot of lessons and yeah, I'll just kind of let it go on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally, totally, totally agree. And I love how you just said the word softening. And that's so important and has been really important in my journey to kind of surrender and let go of all of the control. And of course, we're in control of our lives and our bodies and how we feed ourselves. And it's very important. And in that the same side of that spectrum, it's also so like equally as important to also surrender in that and to let it flow and to learn and to soften in our approach. And I find that the people that are the most successful really in their health and in their lives are the ones who, and really happy, successful, didn't quite hit the nail on the head, happy. People that are more happy in their bodies and with their health and with their food choices and with their lives are softer have less like, you know, like in their masculine approach to food and to nutrition and this, they can soften and let go and enjoy, right? Because pleasure is one of the things that pleasure is a nutrient just as much as magnesium is. Mm -hmm. And so we can like soften into that and to enjoy, enjoy our bodies and our lives and, and food and all of that and everything 
everything that entails for you, for you personally, it's going to look different for everyone. There's such a, like a relaxed, beautiful, healthy place that we can get to. Mm, Beautiful. So what, what is your personal food philosophy? I know it's an ever changing thing, but like what kind of you know, uh, nutrition strategy are you, are you, uh, playing with right now? Hmm. Okay. Well, right now I am playing with highly digestible foods and eating foods that I truly enjoy and truly enjoying all of those foods. Um, my personal philosophy is to not restrict anything from a place of this is going to make me fat or gain weight or, Uh, bloated or this or that Um, but if a food doesn't resonate with my body I lightly simply leave it out I don't like set rules right I used to set rules for myself of no this no that no this no that and what ended up happening was in that I almost like set myself up to eat like five foods and Mm. (laughs) um and basically like like it worked for a time, right? Like I was fine. I was like, yeah, these are the foods, whatever. And I was doing my thing and I thought all was well. But then like over time when I realized that I actually was like not enjoying my life and saying no to things because I had to eat my perfect diet, then I realized that then like, okay, so then what happened was um, all of the foods in which I had restricted previously, like I would find myself eating them and it was like almost like as I was eating them, it was like I shouldn't be eating this, but as I was consuming them. And so I was taking in that energy. So I don't restrict anything at all. If I want something, I eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I generally like I generally eat a lot of raw foods and mostly vegan foods. And I have some bone broth from time to time. And yeah, I'm really in a place where uh, enjoy, um, seeking and exploring pleasure in terms of food. Um, and really honestly trying to, and getting back into a place where I'm truly enjoying creating in the kitchen again, because I've, I got into health and I loved nutrition and food so much at first because I was so in love with being in the kitchen and creating and preparing and cooking And I lost that completely um, Mm. when I was so obsessed. And so really getting back into more of a um, creative energy around it and going from there. Yeah, absolutely. What what are some of the specifics um, that you found to be really, really beneficial in your, your strategy, whether that's certain foods that you reincorporated that is... Mm. Uh, maybe like certain uh, superfoods or even tonic herbs that you've brought into your strategy. What are some of those things that you've found just to be super helpful along the way? Yeah. Well, definitely waking up in the morning and doing uh, salt water. That's Mm. one of the things that you recommended in the holistic health course that I do every morning, mostly every morning, and that just feels like such nourishment to my body complete hydration starts like I find that as I need to stay hydrated that's like one of my big keys is staying hydrated with good water 
um, and adding that salt is really key. Um, I love doing lemon tonics in the morning. So I do lemon and uh, turmeric and ginger and a little black pepper and maybe some camu in there and getting like that just kind of like starting the day on like flushing my body a little bit and hydrating. Um, and then it really depends from there. I use, I use, I've been traveling a lot too. So it's been a little bit, um, different lately, but those are two of the things that I would say are definitely key for me is like morning hydration before anything else. Got it. Absolutely. Um, what are some of your secret beauty tips that you could relay for anyone out there, whether guys or girls, but typically women tend to be more interested in that kind of thing? Orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh So so what's the difference between an orgasm and a climax then? Mm, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Do you know the answer to that? Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there definitely, there's definitely a, um, a fundamental difference between the two, um, and I'm just curious to get a woman's take on it because a woman um, has the ability to have a reoccurrent uh, orgasm, opposed to a man who, who, depending on who, what you believe and what kind of like. Taoist text or Vedic text or some of like Montauk Chia's uh, work on sexuality and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that kind of thing. But just real, just like you know, speaking more realistically for where most people are at, um, I definitely you know I know that women have a slightly different and more perpetual experience or can have one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the orgasm climax thing is, is interesting. Um, I just look at like a climax to be, you know, potentially it's not an end point. It's more of mm-hmm. like, it's a setup for more to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, where an orgasm is like a finale. It's like fireworks, mm-hmm. you know, it's like this humongous, you know, event potentially, right? right. So I was just right. curious. I had a I had a female friend who who had brought that up. So I was just curious what your answer would be. Yeah, interesting. Well, I um, I would let's broaden that. So my answer was orgasm. Let's broaden it to uh, bodily pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's 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 uh, investigate that. Let's investigate that. Yeah. So, so what does that what does that entail from your perspective? Got it. Okay. Well, I I I was saying that, and I've said that because your talk about climax, about you know, orgasm is like this big finale, but pleasure in the body in whatever form that looks like for you. It could be sexual. It could be sensual mm-hmm. massage mm-hmm. to yourself. It could be you know a really juicy, yummy yoga class. Um, but being embodied, being in your body and receiving pleasure from your body, um, such a beauty secret, such a beauty tip. And, and yeah, yeah, that's what I would say. I, I'm really in love with, I don't know if you know or the listeners know um, Layla Martin and she mm-hmm. teaches 
Yeah, she teaches like holistic sexuality and she has a course on JDAG. And mm. that was one of the things on my journey like that helped me let go of a lot of the food stuff um, and the body image stuff and not feeling comfortable in my skin because it's really connecting into the essence of you and feeling your body for how you are right now and receipt like I find for women when they understand how much pleasure their bodies can they can receive from their bodies as they are right now without changing without losing weight without you know fixing their digestion etc just like right now in this moment that is so super healing to know that and to experience that Mm, got it those uh, those jade eggs, those are designed to help um, a woman strengthen her vaginal wall, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's like many things that, that they're used for, but that's definitely one of them. They're okay. also, yeah, but that's one of them, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you know, what, what um, I'm curious, like what turns you on about, nutrition and about healthy lifestyle design like what lights you up about this still hmm that's a good question I think for me it's about feeling honestly just feeling the chance to feel really good in the body um that obviously we can access that in so many ways but it's so important to hone in on the certain foods or nutritional protocols, et cetera, that help to feel, help us to feel comfortable in our skin. Um, you know, and there's so many, no matter, like if you're on a health path, you're, you're going to have a moment in your journey where like you take a step back and maybe start eating some things that you didn't normally eat etc and you notice a difference right like you notice a shift in your energy and so for me it's like feeling good within keeping the energy high so that we can experience life in joy um and show up and be you know yeah just enjoy life without um without I won't say getting sick but with you know, the way that I grew up, it was just like, oh, it's just normal to have headaches and stomach aches and, and this and that. That's just normal. But it really, like, I stay on this path because I know that that's not normal. And I know that this body, that our bodies are meant to be, to experience bliss. And so that's what keeps me on this path. <laughs> mm, I see. Um, I'm curious, what would be some of the advice that you could share with young entrepreneurs specifically because you've spent a considerable amount of time building your brand and your coaching platform and, um, you know, that, that takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication. You have to close yourself off from a lot of the, the, you know, the immediate gratification and a lot of the distractions in the world. So I'm curious, like, what's, how's your experience with that been? And what's some of the advice that you can give other young up and coming uh, coaches or entrepreneurs? Yeah, 
Absolutely. Well, I've definitely been through lots of challenges with it and questioning it. And I think that that's something that any entrepreneur will face. Um, what I would say is to be really authentic. Don't believe that you need to be any sort of way other than the way you want to show up and trust, trust that your message needs to be heard and that the people that the people that need to hear your message are waiting for you. And that's something that really always like keeps me going is that knowing that somebody out there, it might be one person, it might be two people, it might be hundreds of people are waiting, like desperately waiting to hear what you have to say. And that is so, so important to remember to keep you going and to keep you sharing and to keep you doing what you're doing. Mm. So what were what were some of the the challenges that you've had to go through in your journey? Ah, uh, not know what I was not knowing in full what I was doing, not knowing in full um, who to speak to, not questioning if my message wanted to be out there. That's why I said the previous thing. Um, and you know, I never knew anything about business before I got into this it really started as a hobby for me because I was just sharing recipes and I just had a blog and so it started as a hobby for me so it it has been challenging turning my hobby into my business but so um empowering to do so because and and I would say <laughs> that I thought that I thought that my hobby was a business for a long time until I realized that mm. my quote-unquote business was a hobby <laughs> and so turning it actually into a business was challenging to look at mm, to look at anything for me that was surrounding making money from what I was passionate about or what I wanted to share with the world so that was a little a little something on my path <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think we all go through that that subtle that subtle fear and hesitation. How mm. so? How did you overcome that ultimately? Mm. Or have you? How does it still come up for you? Uh, sometimes it does. Mostly it doesn't. I I'll say that I worked with an amazing um, mentor and business coach, and I would say that it's so important, no matter. I think it's so important to have mentors in life and my mentor really, really helped me kind of scratch all of that and get that all out of my system. And yeah, just remember that my mess, like the people that needed to hear my message were there. And, and when, when I started right sharing and doing it and showing up for it and seeing the results and seeing that it was true, that that's, even more of a reason to slash that that illusion or that belief. Um, but yeah, I think working with mentors is really, really, really powerful. No matter what, if you're an entrepreneur, or just like anything that you want to grow into, um, it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do I hear chickens? Yeah, well, there's uh, yeah, there's wild feral chickens over here in Hawaii. So there, are, so anywhere you go, you're gonna hear them in the background and uh, <laughs> running around, and they're totally like wild. So 
you can't really domesticate them. You can't even you can't really do anything with them except let them do what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if there's anywhere in the world that you could you could move tomorrow, where would that be? Oh, the first thing that came to me was Thailand. I mm. I recent I went there about half a year ago and I fell in love and it was my first trip that I took solo by myself and I just learned so much. I loved the culture, I loved the food, I loved the environment and the the naturalness and the sun. So Thailand would be my answer. Beautiful. What um what could people that have been a little sheltered, they haven't really explored very much. Um, what what could they really gain from traveling? Mm. Solo traveling or just traveling? Whatever, just getting out of their comfort zone, their location, maybe touring around the country or to yeah. other countries, really? Well, a couple things. Definitely perception shift and no matter what you're going through, whether it's a stress in relationship or career or literally anything it's just like when you go when you get out you kind of like get out of your bubble you get out of your mind you get out of your perception and the way you see things and it's just like you open up all of this new space um and so getting that and then I would also say um confidence Confidence that you can, confidence that you have the ability to go, confidence that you have the ability to um, navigate the world, and um, yeah. Yeah, uh, it reminds me of a Mark Twain quote. He said, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness. Hmm. Yes. And it's it's so true when you really when you travel to other countries, you see how other people live. You see how gracious and humble and happy people are with mm. so much less. Yeah. So little. When I did a retreat in Nicaragua to see how people were living, some people they're still they're still washing their clothes outside on mm-hmm. that stone, whatever you call it, almost like a chocolate matate um kind of roller mm-hmm. and they're just so happy it's like it really is you know it's wild to think like how we trap ourselves in these little bubbles these little boxes and nothing is ever good enough and we're never mm-hmm. ever good enough and therefore we're in this perpetual loop of of lack and not having mm-hmm. enough not being enough even though we have more available to us than any of the king's queens pharaohs emperors inventors scientists philosophers of all time no one had what we have at our fingertips so that's like a really powerful thing to just like take it in and realize that if we make use of everything that we have of the internet of all the amazing food options like just that idea alone i mentioned this in my lectures and some of my videos is that one of the greatest uh, advantages that we have as a human species right now is that for the first time in history, we can actually choose what kind of diet to adopt. Yeah. And we can change that. It could be, it could be something else next week, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we greatly underestimate our ability to adapt and to change and to experiment 
mm-hmm. um, and to adopt these very rigid labels or these definitions um, when the reality is it's it's a choose your own adventure story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I find too that when you're in that travel space and you see you get humbled to see all the people who are you know see the difference, right? Mm-hmm. You're also almost like put it even though you have separate things than them and different rituals you're almost putting you almost put yourself in that in their shoes right Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. generally have less when you're traveling you might have a backpack or just a pack you maybe have a pair of shoes or two pair of shoes like you don't have as much too so it's almost too when you're traveling like minimalism that's another thing it's just like letting go of all of like the box the the box of a house, the the notebooks, the pens, like like everything, right? It's just like having a small amount of things and being okay with that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, really, life is about what you can let go of and not so much about what you can, mm-hmm. you know, pile on in this quest for acquisition and what can I gain and how does this benefit me? It's really like how can mm-hmm. I let go? How can I release? How can I detach? And then I'll get everything that I actually want and need. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, you know, what is, what have you learned in your own studies, um, in your own experience about hormones and how, like, how important that is for, for a young woman especially. Mm. I'm thinking of all the girls and the, the women and um, that might be listening to this that, you know, um, inevitably have something in that arena going on. I hear it about it all the time. So I'm curious, like, what have you come across to work out some of um, any kind of uh, hormonal imbalances that you might have experienced or just mm-hmm. stuff that's come across your radar? Yeah, I experienced a lot of hormonal imbalance to the point where, and this was like in in my cleanse mode when I was cleansing and cleansing and cleansing, I actually didn't get a period for two years. And so there was tons of hormonal (laughs) imbalance going on. And I find that a lot of women that I work with um, are in that place. And I know everyone has something different when it comes to hormones. Uh, What I will say has been most important for me and what I find to be most important is less about the very, very specifics of um, Vitex Berry and Maca, which are all important, but looking at lifestyle, looking at sleep, looking at habits and rituals. And rituals and routine has been something that mm-hmm. has is so important to the hormones because our hormones respond to stress and res- like respond really really well to to ritual um so i would say getting in some form of self-care ritual or routine is really really beneficial especially if you do that like an hour or so before bed and really make that um because when we like turn off our phones and get the electronics out and all of the light out of our system and we can stretch and and relax the body before sleep um, I think Sean Stevenson has said this before, but that quality sleep is way more important than a lot of sleep. So like mm-hmm. making sure you get quality sleep, um, is really key for the hormones. Um, I will also say that a lot of people are really obsessed with low carb <laughs> right now. Mm-hmm. And I will <laughs> say that, 
uh, carbs are, especially for women, if we're talking about women and hormones, carbs are actually really important. And so to cut all of them out completely, um, even if you are eating a lot of good fats, um, might work for a little bit. But generally, I find that that can leave you even more imbalanced in the future. So I would say getting into ritual and routine, getting your sleep good, lifestyle, moving your body, drinking, hydrating, um, and making sure that you're not um, taking out all of the carbs out of your diet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely, I, do, I totally agree with that. And the whole ketogenic movement is very interesting because it's a really cool idea and depending on the person's metabolism and depending on how they approach that it can be very very beneficial but I find it's just it's just another really um, exacerbated dietary philosophy that's unnecessary when taking out to an extreme conclusion Mm -hmm. um, which is what most of these things are. So for me, I feel like it's just another extreme approach that's not necessary. You don't, you don't need to cut out an entire macronutrient <laughs> food class to, to play out this experiment. Like it's, it's totally an experiment. So, yeah. you know, it's like, how many times do we have to keep repeating these iterations of diet experiments and, and this thing and that thing and, and keep freaking, you know, driving the, 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 uh, uh, the, you know, keep driving that, you know, keep recreating the wheel is what I'm, what I was looking for. It's like, we already figured it out for the most part. Like really, like we figured out what, what the dominance of a human diet should be like. And then the variables are varied. Those are the things right. that are going to be unique to the person's um, estimation, but, you know, for me personally, what I've seen to work long-term, what I've seen to actually reverse disease and disharmony in body from a food perspective, it's, it's at some point in your life, maybe a, a, a raw food diet, depending on what that is, and even when I say raw food diet, people are going to like, well, you know, my, my Chinese medical doctor said this, or my Ayurvedic doctor said this, or, or whatever the story is. And it's like, well, hold on, because there's all kinds of things that that could mean. Like raw, there's more raw food options in this planet than there is of anything else. Mm -hmm. So like I could be talking about a whole different thing than, than like a whatever, 80-10-10 diet or a banana diet or... Uh, a, a tomato diet or whatever thing someone is thinking about. Uh, you know what I mean? So that's like just one, you know, one thing is like, so for me, it's like a high living foods diet, whether that's like 60%, 70%. For me, it's like 90 to 95% most of the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and I don't really have a, I, I don't really have a, um, I don't have a, a limitation on that. That's just where I've come to in my journey and the people that keep showing up in front of me and the what feels right. But there's but I have to adjust it depending on the situation. It's not always the same, you know, diet. It's it, I have to keep adjusting almost every day. I'm I'm modifying things to fit whatever's going on inside of me. Yeah. Um, and, and that's yeah. so, so important that you can flow with 
you know, because one, you know, you might not be in Hawaii in two weeks. You might be somewhere else where you have totally different options. Exactly. So like, what do I do then? Yeah, you work with what is best, your best options at all times, and yeah. I think that's really the natural way to go about it. Is that you don't need to create this this puzzle or this this box to put yourself into. Um, you can actually just you know create your own blueprint as you go along, and it's going to change over time. It's mm-hmm. going to change as you change. And I feel like if somebody's diet stays the same thing for five to ten years, they're probably the same person for five to, for those five mm-hmm. to ten years too. They're probably not really going through a whole um, personality shift. They're not growing. Um, because mm-hmm. Terrence McKenna said that a person's diet is largely a reflection of their personality. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's all kinds of stuff wrapped up in that. But yeah, that's a that's a fascinating thing. Don't don't cut out anything of anything really. Just just flow with it. And there's a there's an outline. You know, someone like Carly can totally help help anyone navigate like you know how to create an outline for your day and then you kind of fill in the holes Mm -hmm. um but yeah anyways i thought that was really good you know just like to avoid the extreme behavior and just kind of find your your uh homeostatic your homeostatic balance absolutely and i do think that there is a balance between actually having that structure of you know waking up and doing this and then doing this next and Mm -hmm. kind of having that structure because if we get too far into intuitive eating then it's like we can end up feeling totally out of center right so it's kind of also having that balance of nutrition and of what physiology and of what is good for you in the moment and working through that, working with that throughout the day, having Mm. that structure set. So it's not totally like I have, you know, I'll just go to the store and get something and, you know, like totally, totally um, floating energy, but having some sort of structure is really important so that you feel comfortable to flow with it and to listen to your body within that. Right. Yeah, you're anchored in, so you can you can flow, but you're grounded. Your your yeah. feet are on the ground, and your head is in the clouds, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right on. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to leave our our audience? Hmm. Yeah. Let me think. Uh, if there's one thing that I would say, I guess this is just coming up right now. Um, for this particular audience is that, and I was actually talking about this earlier today, but that you don't need to reach a certain point with your body and with your diet and with your food and all of that to quote unquote, be your highest self or to show up the way you want to show up and to stop waiting for the perfect this and the perfect that to do what you want to do, to go on the dates and to do this and that. Like, if you do that, you're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting because you're always going to want something else. So to show up for your highest self, whatever that may look like or how you want to do life now, Mm. um, that's what I will say. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, where Where can everyone find out more about you? 
You can come to my website at carlymorgangross.com. I also, you can find me at Carly Morgan Gross also on Instagram. And we didn't really get to talk about the course that I offer. I offer a 28-day video course for anyone listening. I'm offering a little discount, and Ronnie has the link for that to give all of you. Um, so you can find that at carlymorgangross.com slash sexy self-care course and learn all about it on there. Absolutely, and I definitely recommend everybody check out the course. Um, I've gotten to kind of preview it a little bit from a distance, and it looks amazing. I've seen Carly just do such an incredible job just taking herself from, you know, where she was in the as a beginner and really just taking herself to that, that real solid educator and... Um, you know, if we'll call like expert in her, her own right level, like that's, that's, it's huge in such a short amount of time. And so, um, I really recommend you guys take a look at it, check it out, see if it resonates. If it does, just, just do it. Don't even like play this game with yourself. (laughs) Just do it. It's available. It's one of those things that we live in the age of opulent abundance and we have all these tools, but unless we use the tools, they don't Mm -hmm. do us any good. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, just make courageous choices whenever it clicks for you. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ronnie. Mm. And yeah, I'm glad you added whenever that click, whenever it clicks for you, because it's that feeling in your gut, the gut feeling when you know you need to do something or you know you are resonating with something. Mm-hmm. That's when you're like, just do it. Just do it. And if it, you don't get that feeling, then don't do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. I could tell all kinds of stories about my experience with that phenomenon. That's why I don't play games with myself anymore. When it clicks, sometimes you have to take a day to think it through or to just let it let it marinate. But like, you know, like I I mean, there's so many (laughs) things I could say about that. But like I've come to a place in my life where I don't even like play. I don't play around with that feeling because that to me is just a signpost Mm. from God, really. Is that I need, like, this is a signal, this is a sign. It's like, this is your river raft that you've been praying for while you're sinking in the ocean and you're drowning. (laughs) So, like, just because it didn't show up the way you thought it was going to show up, it's like, forget that. Here you go. Here's a a boat. Here's a life raft. You know what I mean? Like, take it for what it is. Mm -hmm. That's why it's resonating. That's why I just encourage Mm -hmm. people, like, make courageous decisions anytime you can because that will train that muscle and that will transform your life in ways that you you don't even really understand right now so Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. i love it it. okay wonderful thank you so much for coming onto the show carly thank you so much for having me it was my pleasure to be here and to be with your Mm. tribe Right on. Right on. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the official Ronnie Landis podcast. I assume that if you stayed on this long, you did. Um, (laughs) And our incredible guest, Carly Morgan Gross, she just is, you know, just a Nova star, just like a wealth of, of. information experience but intuitive guidance like she really works from that place as you could tell from listening to this interview so definitely check out more of her work and until next time we will uh we'll see you on the next episode so 
Aloha. <laughs>